0: host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
1: Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fans. We're doing Drunk History. Next week, Andrew, will be March, and they get episode two of Saints Drunk History, where it'll be the Ditka Years, part two, where we'll go over the 1999 season. And let me tell you, that episode, by the end of it, me and Andrew were just shit-faced. Bombed. Bombed. So you want to check out that. um And an update, we're only 12 donations away from having a second show a second bonus show every month and next week when the saints spend 80 million dollars of tom benson's money on a thursday you're gonna want that bonus show on friday to get your weekend going so donate So you know just do it it's 10, 12 more people it's done 12 more people 12 dollars. that's it so uh anyway so to so do it uh click the donate button Um, So, look, uh, we're, we're like, getting near the – we're we're in the home stretch before free agency. Um, Me and Andrew were talking today. Andrew, these Mm -hmm. contracts are – they're batshit crazy. And I thought they would be insane. But Mario Addison, a 30-year-old defensive end for the Carolina Panthers, who some Saints fans kind of wanted because he had, like, a nice kind of year, like five and a half, six – Six X. He got three years, twenty-two and a half million dollars, twelve million guaranteed. A guard who I won't even try to butcher his name for Kansas City. I never even heard of. He got five years, forty-one and a half million dollars. Kenny Stills today. I read. He asked the Dolphins with a straight face. He wanted. Are you sitting down? Five years, sixty million.
2: Hmm.
1: So my question to you is, are we off in that we thought the prices would be like a little bit higher for like lower to middle class guys, but are we completely wrong and our team's just going to fucking burn through money at a rate that we just can't comprehend until we see it?
0: Well, I think the main thing is, I mean, first of all, you know, the cap from like, 2008 to 2013 kind of in that five-year period was between 115 and 123 million and you know I'd say it really kind of stayed the same you know after that uncapped year it actually dropped a little bit and then got back up to 123 Um, but this year I mean last year it was 155 and uh, I think this year it's like 10 million more than that so yeah yeah so I mean you got to think from 123 to 165 or what is it this year I think
1: it's 165 I think it's 167 and a half I want to say but I'm not sure
0: yeah so I mean you know you got to think the the jump you know is like 30 percent you know there's been a jump of 30 percent in the cap over the last four years and so I think we have to retrain our minds like what we thought were fair market deals even like three years ago is, nope. is out the window. So, like, you know, when you thought, like, oh, a tight end like Kobe Fleener, like the Saints overpaid, you know, nope. he should have been four, four million. Well, nope. that's the new reality. Like, a mediocre tight end that catches 50 balls a year makes seven million a year because a when you have a $155 million cap, like, the, the cap was 100 million in 2006. Like it's it's increased by fifty percent. Starting
1: uh, starting guard, uh, starting average to above average guard, they get eight million now. But my question, my question to you, Dave, is the cap is just what it is. Are you going? We know you're going to lose your mind when they re-sign Farley fairly for ten million. Are you going to lose your shit when they give AJ Bowie from the Texans five years, seventy-five million dollars?
3: I don't even know who that is.
1: He's a corner. You know a, who that is. He's a corner.
3: Uh, and they give him what? Five years?
1: Seventy-five million.
3: Oh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, what normally get like last year? Get ready, normally, Dave. Normally like last year, you'd be looking at like what? Five years? Sixty million. So yeah. we're talking like for the top guys. So we're talking like an additional fifteen million dollars. Well, I mean, here's my question. I don't know. I haven't been looking at it or doing the research, but I mean, are they also st- structuring these contracts differently now? Is there sort of a new Trend in the NFL the, when it comes to structuring contracts, where a lot of this money isn't really real money, just like the whole Drew reese thing, how he signed a five year contract, but it's, it's not avoidable. really a five year contract. I mean, it
1: depends. I mean, that's the thing, Andrew. You can speak to it. It depends. Like a, a lot of teams, it's not real money, but the guarantees are. And a lot of teams, when they have so much cap room, they'll just be like, look, We have to spend this cap. We have to get, they have to get to 85% of the salary cap, which is like 140 something million. So if a team has like 70 million in cap room, they have to get to the floor. So a lot of times they'll just be like, look, mediocre, crappy player, we'll give you two years and we'll guarantee all of it. You know? Yeah. Um, And that's the thing where I think could do the Saints in with, with Fairley because I think he's gonna be the second choice of a lot of teams at defensive tackle. But a team like Cleveland or New England who sniffed around him last year, they have a ton of cap room. If they miss out on their guys in like New England, like if Logan and Hightower leave, they're gonna to have to spend the money in somewhere. I could see them being like, hey, do you want two years eighteen million, like fully guaranteed? Because they have to spend it on somebody. You know, and then the Saints are like Nah, we can't really give you 18 million guaranteed. So it gets dicey. But I mean, Andrew, speak to Dave's question. I mean, teams, the, the contracts, they're still funny money, but I mean, teams guarantee the money differently depending on their, their space. Right.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, the saints can still offer teams and uh, offer players. I mean, it, I think, the teams you talk about the, you know, the 49ers, the Jags, the Browns, the bucks, the Patriots. I mean, those are kind of some unbelievably, the Patriots have more cap money than almost anyone, but you know, those teams I just mentioned, they, they have the luxury of taking low risk one year, two year contracts where they can fully guarantee everything. The saints can still compete for those same players, but they have to incur more risk because they have less space where they have to offer three or four years. And, you know, in some cases, if they're offering the same guaranteed money, it's not necessarily less appealing. Um, you know, one comment I will make about Fairly real quick is I think today was a really bad day for the Saints in, in their hopes of retaining Nick Fairley. And I say that because Melvin Ingram,
2: uh, Jason. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word Broomgate. St. Pierre Paul and. Quan um, Short.
0: Uh, yeah, and then Chandler Jones. The three. Oh, yeah, and Quan short, short, too. The best four pass rushers in free agency all got franchised today. And the cupboard was already pretty bare with edge players. There wasn't a lot of guys coming into free agency that, that were going to be, you know, sack guys. And now teams are going to go into free agency and they're going to say, you know what? There's no edge guys. I like. So Nick Fairley had six and a half sacks from the interior last year, and he's not an edge guy, but you know what? Like he's going to help our pass rush more than us throwing a bunch of money at some scrub and hoping that he materializes into something. So, I think the value. He's not an edge player, but I think the way it's played out today, uh, the value of Nick Fairley on the open market has gone up. Did he cross
1: ten million dollars a year?
0: I think he might have. And so again, that's the thing. Like the Patriots might say, "Eh, you know, we really don't want to give you a four-year deal because we don't trust that you have your head on straight, but we'll give you we'll give you one year, twelve million. We got the space. And all of a sudden, the Saints are going to say, "Ooh, a twelve million dollar cap hit for one year." and they're not going to want to do it. So then they're going to have to try to talk him into three years at $27 million, which is you know, $9 million a year. And then Fairley's going to say, well, I can get the 27 or I can get 12 in one year with the Patriots. And so that's where it's kind of a toss-up.
1: Dave, are you going to lose Dave, – Dave is the, – the odds of Dave losing his mind, I think, increase today, Andrew, because with the edge rushers gone, like the Saints now – I don't want them overpaying for an edge rusher, like you said. I think they ought to re fairly and pay him the $10 million a year and then go all the rest of the money, corner and linebacker. Don't even fool with yeah. scrubs down the line. But Dave, four years— Well, if you
0: look at—I mean, if you look at the pass rushers now, you know that those guys we just mentioned are gone, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's not too exciting. I mean, you've got, like, Calais Campbell— and uh, you know the dude Barnett from the Packers, and I, neither of them really—I mean, they both played in a three-four defense. So scheme-wise, like there's a lot of guys out there that 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 I don't even think fit what the Saints do. And then after that, you've got like Demarcus Ware. I mean, just a bunch of like old guys. Doomerville, oh like, yeah.
1: Here, yeah. All right. Andrew played a horrible prank on me today, Dave, but I'm going to spin it towards a question that I asked you. So Andrew t- tweeted me today. He's like, Saints, re-signed Sterling Moore four years, $37.5 million. <laughs> and if he would have did five years, $37.5 million, I would have started to Google it because it's pretty realistic. So let me ask you, Dave, what contract will drive you more insane? Sterling Moore Five years thirty seven and a half million dollars or Nick Fairley four years forty four million dollars. What contract are
3: you, you gonna know lose? How L- lose You your know mind? how I feel about this. You know how I feel about Nick Fairley and any sort of
1: What about more? He was on the street contract. in September and the Saints are gonna give him thirty five million dollars? Like you're okay I don't with care. that.
3: At, at least at least at least it's still a possibility that he's not gonna loaf around uh no, four year contract. Whereas Nick Fairley has shown us time and time again that uh, whenever he's played under a multi-year deal, uh, he's sort of just half-assed it. So you, I, I still, I, I would be fine if if the Saints wanted to blow a whole shitload of money to keep Fairley if it was like a one-year deal. Um, but uh, I'm still, I'm still opposed to Fairley for anything more than one year.
1: So he's okay with he's he's okay with Sterling Moore. So my question to you, Andrew, is I I, I guess. Free agency I mean, that's
3: not going to happen The Sterling Moore thing is not going to happen Uh,
1: Sterling (laughs) Sterling Moore Dave, Sterling Moore is going to get 5 million He might not get 5 years He's going to get 3 years, 15 million dollars at least Yeah,
0: I mean, you got to think That's the contract that Brandon Browner got What, 3 years ago? Yeah And that was, I mean, that was before the cap is where it is now
2: I mean, it's
3: been 2 months since the season But with Sterling Moore that good last year?
0: No, but that's the that's the that's, point. That's the like a, a mediocre corner gets three years, fifteen million.
1: Tracy that's, Porter, Tracy Porter, who the legend, obviously with the Saints, he was yeah, okay for the Bears, and they re-signed him last year. He got three years, sixteen million, and he's their nickel corner. Like if you want a competent, a below average to competent middle corner in free agency, like the price is five million, five million a year, seven to ten, probably million guaranteed. That's the that's the deal. So you laugh, Dave, but I think I'll be. And the thing is, Sterling Moore is one of the guys that teams are like, he's a bargain. He played really good for the Saints. He was, in, you know, their, their defense was bad, but he was he was good and he played hard all year. And he's got a good PFF ratings. Like, I think he's a guy that's going to get a, a really nice deal, which is crazy because in August, ninety five percent of the Saints fan base didn't know who the fuck he was. Mm hmm. <laughs> so defensive end stinks we just went over so Dave I'm going to ask you besides Nick Fairley getting a huge of deal from the Saints what don't you want the Saints to do in free agent? See, it can be another player that you don't want or it can be a, just a general philosophy that you don't want them doing
3: uh well to be honest with you I I, I haven't even looked to see who's uh about to become a free agent we've been
1: do your homework because next Busy. week we're do- next week we're playing the game. Spend Tom Benson's money where everybody uh, no. gets everybody no. <laughs> gets to spend 150 million of Benson's money.
3: To- no, I will. We, you know, in New Orleans here, it's been Mardi Gras for the last two weeks, so we're all kind of a little tomorrow's Mardi Gras day. So we're 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 a little What's out of bad? it. We haven't really been we haven't been really paying attention to
1: the real world.
0: Never
3: heard um, of it. No, What's yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, like general philosophy, like what what no, what yeah, would yeah. the Saints no, I'm, do? I'm thinking- is like. That you would be like, oh, God, no.
3: Uh, hmm. I don't know. Um, I would say trade away draft picks, but honestly, I don't really feel like the Saints draft that well. So if they're going <laughs> to trade for a guy uh, uh, for a known talent. I'd probably be okay with that. At least I know we're getting something out of our draft picks. So, you know, normally I'd say something like that. I'm all I'm 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 withheld as far as the uh, the stockpile. I'm going to tell you. Draft
1: I'm going to tell you. I know it's really early for the draft, but I'm going to say this. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. But you're going to you're going to read at least one or two articles from serious NFL writers that are Goss, that are rumor guys like Schefter or Mortensen or Peter King that the Saints are talking to Cleveland about moving up to get Garrett.
0: Stop it. Stop it.
3: Because that's what I would hate. Because
1: they need a pass rusher, Andrew, and he's the best pass rusher. And Cleveland would gladly say to the Saints, give us your 2018 number one and your 2017 fourth round, and we'll let you move up from 11 to 1. Because it's not a quarterback, right. so the price is lower. My
0: God, you're gonna—they're gonna do it. Aren't I'm they? not
1: saying—I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying we're gonna have a podcast where it looks really likely, and Kevin Held, who hasn't joined us yet and may not because he's at wrestling practice, he will lose <laughs> his fucking mind. Um,
3: so, so Andrew, you <laughs> oh, know, you know, you know what I—you know what would kill me if they did it? Um, uh, pay another tight end like <laughs> year, for like four <laughs> years. <laughs>
1: sign Alshon Jeffrey to like a two year, $30 million deal. Be like,
0: I don't know. That'd be kind of exciting. Maybe
1: <laughs> four verts. <laughs> oh. So Andrew, what don't you want them to do in free agency?
0: Yeah. I mean, just kind of going YOLO on offense, you know, basically just saying, you know what? We're just going to build the defense through the draft and just see him sign like a receiver. <laughs> like if they were to get like quarter Patterson, um, you know, he, wouldn't be bad. he would not be bad. He
1: could help their special teams. He would.
0: Yeah, be bad. yeah, but like if you know if they were to get a guard, a receiver, and a running back, and that, that was it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then fairly walks. I mean, I would just be like, what are you it, it would be so disappointing just from the standpoint that they just completely reloaded on offense and did nothing to help their defense. I would not put it past them.
1: I don't want them to bet on one or two guys in free agency. I would I would I would much prefer them to spread it around and go like maybe slightly above uh slightly better deal than we think for Nick Fairley, a slightly better deal for Sterling Moore, and then get like another corner not a number one guy. Maybe you can get maybe you can get uh Logan Ryan from New England for like nine million a year. Maybe you can get Leery for like nine million a year instead of going out and getting like the top corner buoy and, and you're paying like fifteen mil you know like I would rather him bet on three four five guys at mid range prices yeah. than one or two guys and
0: you know another guy from New England they got to consider is Jabal Sheard oh yeah that's He's, probably the best pass rusher available at this point
1: but would you I don't,
3: would, I, don't I don't like getting guys from New England because. Um, I feel like if they're good enough, the Patriots will certainly hold on to them. And uh, I also feel like the Patriots know when to when to get rid of a guy. Okay. And they don't often hang on to guys uh, past their... You know, past Who's when they the should be very good that, at
1: Who's guy that they had to leave? He was good after he left New England. He's a recent guy. Um, who else? Wes Welker was pretty good at Denver. He yeah. left. Um. Vince Wolferk for the Texans has been – he's been okay. Um, but it's- I mean,
0: all I got to say is I'm just really glad the Saints aren't in the market for a QB because after Kirk Cousins, the list of available guys in free agency, Brian Hoyer, Mike Glennon, Ryan Fitzpatrick, number five, Geno Smith.
1: Glennon's going to get $9 million a year from some team. Oh,
0: yeah. Because yeah. you know
1: what they're going to say? They're going to say he might not be terrible. Let's sign.
0: I him. mean, you, you want to hear the end of the top ten? This is on Walter Football. The the number seven guy, Matt Barkley. Number eight, Ryan Mallet. Number nine, Case Keenum. Number ten, Christian Ponder. Oh my god! The, 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 those are your options. Like there is nothing in free. Agency. I
1: can't believe that Buffalo's thinking get thinking of getting rid of Tyrod Taylor. And I'm not saying Tyrod Tyrod Taylor is great, but what's Buffalo gonna get that's better than him? No, uh, nothing. Um. So I mean. That's the thing with with I guess free agency as as we start. I mean, you know, the thing is I just I, it, it's the prices and the funny thing is you're going to see writers like Pete Prisco and who I'm trying to think of other. They're going to have a bunch of guys that are just going to lose their fucking minds on Twitter. Like they were losing their minds today with uh with Addison and the the guard from Kansas City. Um but we'll see about free agency. It'll be it'll be interesting. I guess – so we're going to move on to uh, – before we get to the questions that people ask, which they're pretty good, actually, the questions we got tonight. Um, I don't know if you watched the Oscars last night, people that listen to this podcast. But uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were, were announcing Best Picture, and they handed him the wrong card. And they handed him a duplicate card for Best Actress. So him and Faye Dunham, were like confused and he read the card anyway. And they had to go up there and they're like, no, uh, La La Land didn't win the best best picture. Uh, uh, Moonlight won. So I was trying to think of Andrew, a comparable moment that's equivalent in Saints history to that best picture screw-up. And I think it can't just be like, oh, they lost to the 49ers, because that's not – that wasn't like un- – it has to be a moment where like it was just a horrible screw-up and you didn't see it coming like a mile away. Like they, the two people announcing their award, like, they, you, you never think they might have handed me the wrong card. Like you just – like that doesn't even cross your fucking mind at that point. So what would be the Saints' equivalent?
0: Uh, I mean, I've got just off the top of my head. Um, there was, I was thinking about this earlier today. There's one that I thought of, but just one that popped into my head just now. I remember there was once where, you know, the Saints were kind of going down to win a game. This was in the Ditka era. I can't believe I didn't mention this during the drunk history. <laughs> uh, but at one point, Danny Werfel tried to spike the football when they were in field goal range to win the game. Uh, or it might have been before halftime. But he managed to throw an interception trying to spike the ball like he i think he like hit the back of an offensive lineman's foot and the ball popped up and it was intercepted like that Uh, that play belongs on football follies (laughs) you know but um the play that i thought about earlier today was in the sean Payton era they were playing the bucks and the quarterback for the bucks the the quarterback for the bucks at the time was luke mccown oh my lord and i know know uh, where you're
1: going i know where you're going
0: Yeah, the Saints had the game won, and basically all they had to do was run it into the line three times, and they could have punted, and they would have won the
2: game.
0: (laughs) But Sean Payne decides to call an end-around, and Breeze hands it to Bush, who then tries to flip it to Devery Henderson, and they mess up the exchange. New, 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 And there's a fumble. The Bucs recover, and they end up scoring and winning the game with Luke McCown beating Drew Brees.
1: 2008, right? That was Yeah, that was 2008. Uh, Dave, did you have one? the equivalent of last night's Oscar uh, score for the Saints.
3: Well, he he mentioned uh the the pass that was supposed to be uh, a spike and it wound up being an interception. So that kind of makes me it reminds me actually of uh, the Aaron Brooks backward pass that no, kind of, That oh. was Oh, yeah. That was, a that good was in the f- first quarter though.
1: Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. But I mean a a horrible um, screw up is you you don't see you don't see the backwards pass coming. You just, you
0: know. No, you don't see
3: that. Jersey the backward
0: City. the backward pass. The worst part about that is, I mean, that had mileage for national media for a while. Yeah. Like that that was such an <laughs> embarrassing moment that it we were being mocked nationwide. know <laughs> another one
3: um, but otherwise obviously I well, I think we I think you got I think the River City Relay is Oh,
1: the, the River City Relay is the winner. Uh, uh, and I, I mean,
3: I think and I think it's apt because because you know it's all the way to the end, you've made it through. Uh <laughs> And then at the last second, ultimate exhilaration—the uh, the one wait, thing that you thought could couldn't happen happens.
1: I feel like the River City Relay, and we're going to do a drunk history on just that whole, maybe the whole season or that whole moment. But I feel like the River City Relay. If you told me to 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 a to a non Saints fan to describe what it's like to be a Saints fan before two thousand six, I would just have them watch the River City relay, the play, the <laughs> whole season. and I would be that is what it's like being a Saints fan. You have this miraculous miracle play in a game that's pretty much meaningless, but it's still kind of awesome and you miss the fucking extra point to get to send it to overtime.
0: I'm you know there there's a famous Jim Haslett quote that I remember from that and you know earlier in the season he you know he had basically said that he would bet his life on John Carney. Yeah. Um and I think it was Jeff Duncan, that, f- that asshole. I, I think it was him. And he, he had this sheep, sheepish look on his face. Face, And he said to Hazlitt, he said, you know, you're kind of reminding him, you know, Miss, you know, Hazlitt, you had mentioned earlier in the year that uh, you would bet your life on John Carney. And he had just missed the extra point to tie the <laughs> game. And and Jim Hazlitt basically concedes, yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be dead right now. I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, so that was that was that was good moments. Um, I think another good one. It's not the Saints, but LSU Tennessee when when LSU spiked. Well, they didn't spike oh, the ball. They they God. snap they snapped the ball like uh 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 what um uh, they snapped the ball. The center for L, uh, for LSU Bear realized that it was a total mess, and he snaps the ball. And Tennessee had like 15 guys on the field. And Tennessee thought they had won because LSU didn't get the playoff, but they snapped the ball. But Tennessee had 15 guys on the field, so LSU got another play, they run it, and they win. And it was a happy ending because we're LSU people. But that's that, – I think that might even be better than the River City Relay because the yeah. River City Relay was just uh, a missed extra point. But anyway – so that's that. Um, before yeah, we... you know,
0: you know the the um, I mean, the Les Miles era has so many different examples. Oh, it does!
1: <laughs> it does. They have like uh, they have. I uh, feel like
0: there were so many end of game craziness.
1: The Auburn game that his last game at LSU was really the perfect ending for the Les Miles era. You thought you won. They didn't get it off in time. Oops. You know. Um, hey, so... what do
0: you guys think about the Saints uh, taking a flyer on Barkevius Mingo?
1: I'm leery of guys that have neck injuries, but why not? Yeah. Uh, here's a fun. Here's a. Fun I know.
0: I know Wang is down.
1: Wang is always down. If they, if they wore an LSU helmet, Wang is down for it. So we mentioned before that that Andrew texted me the fake Sterling Moore four-year thirty-seven and a half million dollar guarantee. <laughs> what we it's want, fake news. what we news. want you to do is not real. what we want you to do is for fun. Andrew,
3: you're failing. For shits and
1: for for shits and giggles, uh, this week and into free agency, we want you to text your Saints fan friends ridiculous contracts. Yeah, if you have any friends, ridiculous Saints contracts that you know your friends will flip out about and hate. Text them a fake, made up contract and screen grab their uh, reaction via text message. <laughs> That's pretty good and. We'll share the best ones. Uh, I we'll just we'll just re. I'll tweet them at me or tweet them to the Saints uh, podcast or Happy Hour podcast account, and we'll retweet them. And the best one, we'll we'll let you call in. We'll let you do a, a ninety second rant. So do that. You know, tweet like, oh, the Saints just signed, uh, you know, uh, Sterling Moore, four years, forty five million dollars, or. Um, B. W. Web. Yeah, like P Like B. W. Web. Three years, eighteen million. Like, like some crazy <laughs> shit that just believable. You know, because you don't want your friend to be like, "Oh no, that's well, you're lying." I mean, you want them to believe it. So the best ones do it. Prank your friends. It'll be fun. Uh, so before we get to questions, which we have a few. Uh, unfortunately, one of my favorite act- actors, Bill Paxton, died on Saturday. Uh, mm. And he's one of those guys, man. He's in just... A, not
3: to be confused with Bill Pullman. Not
1: to be confused with Bill Pullman. The president... Often confused. Yes, the president in Independence Day. Uh, Bill Paxton had some awesome movies. I was trying to think of like his best ones. I mean, he's really good in Tombstone, but I feel like Tombstone is Val Kilmer. Uh, yeah. It's hard. I,
0: I had a buddy who once claimed, and I, I think this is pretty true, um, that... Any bill, he kind of had a general rule that any Bill Paxton movie that he dies in is typically very good.
1: He's the only he got killed, and any
0: movie that he survives in is typically very bad.
1: He's the only person to get killed by the Predator. That's right, Alien, and one of he was in those movies. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I can't dead in both. I can't remember dead in Tombstone. (laughs) Yeah, dead in Tombstone. Um. Like Twister, he lived... It's, it's not that good of a movie. Um, Twister was... I like Twister. Weird, I did too. I don't know Weird why. Science is a great <laughs> classic 80s movie. Oh, yeah. He, where he he's just older brother. Where he's just like a douche. Um,
3: Time to pay the fiddler.
1: Uh, Big Love, a show on HBO, was interesting. That was my favorite. Was interesting, but... Bill Paxton's just one of those actors, man. He's he's in a, he's in a lot of he's in a lot of rewatchable movies.
0: Way too young, man. 61. I know. What it, was it, what uh, was his
3: character What was his character's name in Weird Science?
0: Chet.
1: Chet. Oh, you spitting this? Okay. You spitting this? Uh, so,
3: uh Weird Science.
1: <laughs> I love I love Weird Science, man. I love, That was love, a good movie. I love that movie. It's so 80s. Um so, uh we got some questions for people. I asked them to give ask a question and give us the the most embarrassing screw up to uh tie into the Oscars. Blake Barker says most embarrassing screw up 11th grade ate sushi for the first time, then drank a fifth of Hennessy, then dot dot dot. Ooh, that is that is bad. Wow. That is some bad choices, Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh is man I could
3: go two different ways.
1: Uh Should I go to home game for his Falcons so I can wear the Reggie Jersey 25 or just avoid the possible beatdown?
0: I would say the latter. And I mean, let's wait and see how the free agency and the draft go. Uh, But right now the saints, in my opinion are far, far away. I mean, they they really did. I mean, those two games kind of ended up being close this year. But let's be honest, the Saints really did get their teeth kicked in by the Falcons this yeah, they, year. Yeah, they,
1: they did. We'll have to see. And you don't, what the, where you don't want the Saints is you don't want the Saints opening that stadium the first week. You just don't. You know? Because Atlanta's going to be pumped about the new stadium. They're going to want to get the wash to try to wash the Super Bowl taste out of their mouth and it'll be the Saints. You just you don't want to be the opening game of that season. Is this is from JP. Is Manchester by the Sea the feel good movie of the year? Uh I the only Oscar movies that I saw that were nominated were Zootopia and the O J Documentary.
0: <laughs> yeah I saw
3: Zootopia. <laughs> I think that's Those
1: are the same two that I've seen. <laughs> I like I like Zootopia. My my son Zootopia won
3: for mm, best animated. animated. Yeah,
1: Uh, Andrew, an actual football question from Dylan. Should the Saints pursue Jimmy Garoppolo?
0: (laughs) No. I think Garoppolo... I mean, first of all, you'd have to trade something to get him. And, um, I mean, that guy's ready to start. I mean, I think Garoppolo would be pissed, first of all, if he was traded to the Saints. And I think he would tell the Patriots, I've sat behind Brady all this time. Don't send me somewhere where i got to sit again. So, I think it would be... Incredibly messed up of the Patriots <laughs> to send him to the Saints, where he'd have to sit behind Breeze for at least a year. Um, I put the odds of him coming to New Orleans at less than one percent.
1: I think it's less than one tenth of one percent. There's going to be a team; they're not going to give up a. He's number ready. I mean,
0: I don't know if he's going to be good or not, but he's ready to start now. Yeah,
1: I don't think a team's going to give up a number one pick for him unless it's at the back half of the first round. But I think a team. Might say to New England like the Bears or whatever, they would say, "Hey, we'll 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 uh we'll give you a second round, a high second round pick, or maybe the Texans would be like, we'll give you the twenty fifth pick if they wanted like, cause cause uh." What's the court? I can't even think. Osweiler, he's so fucking terrible. Dave, here's a question from Chris for you: If the you don't, same, you don't
3: think that uh, Garoppolo could be a product of a system? And I totally really think he's
0: good-
1: I think he's totally. Oh, I, never, good- I,
0: I never said that he won't be awful. I'm just saying
1: somebody's, <laughs> gonna, somebody's gonna, somebody's yeah. gonna, somebody's gonna want him. But not, not yeah. that because the, Dave, the pot. There's the possibility that he might not be awful, and a team will give up something of value just for that.
3: I, I, just, mean, he I just he wasn't good, in Carolina.
0: I just read the options of what's out there, Dave, besides Kirk Cousins. So based on that, I do think someone will trade a second-round pick, maybe a first for Garoppolo.
1: Yeah. Here's a question for you, Dave. If the Saints break the bank unfairly, how fat will he get? 415, 500 pounds, or will he wonk a blueberry fat?
3: He's going to get so fat that he's probably not going to pass his physical after he comes back from the offseason.
0: Was it Adolphus Gloop? Who, the uh, Blueberry Kid? Yeah, in, uh... Adolphus.
1: Blueberry. Oh, Farley. He's gonna be Dave. I'm just, I'm just waiting for. Just, I'm just gonna let fairly, I'm just gonna let Dave go. <laughs> uh, I had three bourbons tonight, Dave. So uh, nice. I'm gonna let Dave just go for like five minutes on the rant for 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 that signing because it's gonna be just it's gonna be phenomenal. uh it, hope, d- hope hope I don't get that opportunity. Uh, Augustus 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 Augustus. Uh, Duvernay Tardif is worth 8 million a a year then Zietler, Warford Lang and Leary are getting 10 to 12 million dollars each
0: oh yeah
1: do you you agree Uh, with that?
0: yep absolutely and I think the Saints should offer Zietler 12 million a year I'm not kidding
1: you would pay Zietler four years, forty-eight million dollars.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I'm cool with it. I, the thing is with the thing is with with guards and the like. I feel like even Grubbs, like he wasn't terrible when the Saints and the Saints paid him a ton. Like I feel like with with a guard Andrew, like the strikeout possibility, unless he gets injured. Like I don't think if they sign Zietler, like. In a year, we won't be like, oh, dude, Ziedler's terrible. Like, I just – the thing – he might get hurt, obviously, but I just don't see it. the Saints getting a guard and then being a disaster.
0: Ziedler, to me, is like the one uh, – one of the very few can't-miss players in, the, in, the, in free agency. I mean, injuries can happen to anyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I, I just think Ziedler – I mean, the dude is an awesome player.
1: I wonder what. Do you think he could get above twelve million dollars a year, Andrew? Do you think some, some team would go to? The no,
0: game? I don't think so because he's a guard. Um, but I mean, I, I I think he's definitely getting twelve. Uh, I, I just have a hard time picturing him getting more than that.
1: I just wonder, like, how do you for his pitch? Like, will he want to stay in the Midwest? It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a hard um, thing. And when the Saints sign Gilmore, the corner from Buffalo, that'll be fun. Um, so uh, I'd be down
0: with that. I mean, I I like Logan Ryan. Would
1: Would you if the Saints went two corners and a Zietler? Would you be okay with that? Be okay in free agency, or would you need more?
0: Uh, two corners and Zietler. So, yeah, I mean, basically you're saying the draft's got to be all about pass rush. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I mean, ideally I'd like a linebacker too, but
1: yeah, I guess like- can't be <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, oh, I like this question. Dave, what, what candy are you going to eat to drown your uh, Nick Fairley sorrows? Uh,
3: well, we're, we're approaching Easter time. I am a sucker for uh, all of the different varieties of Cadbury eggs. You know, whether it's the caramel, or the cream, or the caramel and cream, <laughs> uh, or I think they've got like a strawberry or something you like that. So it would definitely be Cadbury.
1: How Cadbury much? Like, eggs. if the Saints give him nine million dollars a year, how much will you eat? If they give him over ten, is there going to be a difference of like how much? you're going to have to eat to drink I don't care drink.
3: how much they pay him I don't want a long I don't want a multi-year contract so they could they could pay him 20 million for 1 year and I'd still be okay with that
1: So like a 3 year like a 3 or 4 year deal you're going to hate
3: It's anything more than a year
1: Oh my god
3: Well yeah. you know
0: that's happening
3: That's
1: how he's, yes. at, he's at least getting he's at least getting the Mark Ingram 3 year we can a 3 year we can eject deal He's at least getting that Oh yeah you know, um, so that about wraps it up. Uh, so thanks for everybody for remember to donate. We're, like I said, we're twelve, we're twelve twelve dollar donations away from you getting a second podcast, and you're gonna want that second podcast when the Saints are doing. You need that second. You're gonna podcast. need it. You're gonna need it because the Saints, they, I really believe, and we'll get into it more next. They are going to get a a corner, maybe two of the top 10 corner guys there on the market. They cuz they went they went balls to the wall to try to get Josh Norman. And what has changed since last offseason to make them think any differently? Not a damn thing. They go- they are go- they are going crazy for a corner. And now with no defensive ends, they they don't even have to worry about that. Like they can they can they can go all in for a corner. I'm predicting somebody is getting 30 million of guaranteed money from Benson when he finishes the ice cream. So that's my prediction. Uh
0: this is the YOLO offseason, guys. <laughs>
1: it's YOLO. Know, you can't like the the thing is, people I argue with you can't go YOLO. If you want to go yo yo YOLO, you got to go full YOLO. You can't half ass it. Go YOLO Spend all the money, wreck the cap, trade future assets, either do it or don't do it at all. That's my thing. So go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got, uh, you know, underrated free agents to Saints' should track. What else do you have on Saints Nation, Andrew?
0: I actually have my top 10 Saints free agent targets coming up the day after, well... By the time people listen to this podcast, it will be tomorrow. So
1: Yeah. So do that. So Dave is on Twitter some of the time. He will write probably two more columns for Canal Street Chronicles the rest of the year. Uh, remember to hit those up. And remember to, remember to prank your friends with fake free agent Saints news that will horrify them. The winner will get a 90-second rant. Do it for us. So for Dave... For Andrew, for Kevin, who's at wrestling practice, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.